Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Community groups truly are the lifeblood of our regions. However, the amazing organisations are struggling to find members to stay afloat. Journalist Kate McCormack from South Burnett Today joins us this week on the Martyr Review and Us. This is Community Chaos. Kate, how are things, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Damo. Thanks for joining us today. Um, now, how's the new paper going, by the way? Yeah, really good. We've just published our 10th edition. Holy. So, 10 weeks in, which feels crazy because yep. when we were kids, 10 weeks meant a term, a school <laughs> term, and it meant two weeks holiday. Yes. But that's not the case. Oh, with you're not this getting job. a holiday? Not yet. I'll not talk yet. to your boss, mate. Don't, <laughs> just leave that with me, uh, and we can and go to the pub or something like that. Now, uh, the other week I read in the paper that uh, you did an editorial on community groups. Yes. Um, and, and as I said in the introduction, they are the lifeblood of our, of our region, aren't they? Yeah, you know, well, they're, yeah they're definitely. What makes the region tick? Well, back in the day when Lions and all the, those sort of service clubs first formed, it was a way for young working men to give back to their community and build parks and park benches. and and um, create projects like that that bettered the region. So. Is that how they were sort of formed? Yeah, like yeah. Because, you know, we see around or everywhere we are, all the parks and that are either Lions or Apex. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's Lions, Apex and Rotary. Um, and then we also have Quota, which, which started um, 44 years ago so that the women in the region could have a service group because back originally women couldn't join Lions and Rotary yes. and Apex. It was a men's only service Correct. club. So yeah, Quota was created so that the women could have their own club. And now of course women can join any service yeah, club. They which like, is great. Which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and now of course we have things like, um, there's always been service clubs with the RSL. Um, there's you know service clubs dedicated to all sorts of things. There's, you know, there's scouts, there's girl guides. You, you're, you know, Damo, you're a part of so yeah. many yourself. Yes, I, yep. I do wear a yep. number of hats every yep. every week. Yeah, there's the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. There's, there's really groups and organisations and, yeah, volunteer groups for just about everything these days. But well, everyone I speak to says the same thing, that they're all struggling for membership. Yeah. Every single club I interview says the same thing. Well, let's have a think about it. Um, there, we've got our service groups, and we just spoke about them. Then we've got, you know, your organisations like PNFs uh, or PNCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got your business groups. You've got mm-hmm. your tourism groups. Um, then you've got your sporting clubs. Mm. You know, um, there's only a certain amount of people yeah. within these in the region, and most times, the same people are, are on part of every club. every every yeah. club or every service group. Yeah. It creates a real issue called volunteer burnout. Mm. What do we do? What what are these groups doing to try and, and, and I guess, um, satisfy the the needs for those volunteers and also keep their organisations running? Well, we just don't know, Damo. I mean, I spoke to Mari Shaw at Quota's 44th annual um, Quota Ladies Golf Day and she said the same thing. She's a part of just about Every every group in town, she's a part of the Estedford Committee, Quota, 
um, as well as several other groups in town. Straight A committee. She, yep, she yep. just turned 80 and she's yeah. still going strong, but she said it's time for her to start stepping back to allow the next generation to start leading these groups. And is that where the issue is? Do, do we need, I, I, I think you're looking at my notes, do we need to be encouraging or uh, not encouraging because I think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, have in the past these groups obviously been run by the uh, older generation and they haven't embraced the youth? Is that the change now? Do we have to I... embrace the youth? Or is it the youth not wanting, mm. or are they too scared to come in and ask? I think it's honestly a bit of both, Damon. I think both um, different, the two generations need to meet each other halfway. Yep. I think uh, the way that a lot of service organisations and service groups and clubs, the way they hold their meetings and events isn't exactly enticing to young people. Holding weekly meetings with minutes and votes and um, yeah, going on for hour long plus meetings isn't the way to entice young people to join service groups. Um, I was fortunate enough in high school to be part of the Lions Club here in Kingaroy and I was fortunate enough to be their Lions Youth of the, Youth of the Year yeah, that's cool. um, person and they embraced me wholeheartedly um, and I am very grateful for their time and support but I did find um, a weekly, when you're a teenager or a young adult, a weekly meeting um, can be a little bit too much to ask when you are working or studying full time. And I think, we, I think there could be more engaging ways to get young people to turn out to these sort of gatherings for service clubs. I, and I just don't think a weekly meeting with, with minutes is the way to do it. I think um, you have to look at changing it up a little bit. A weekly meeting for anyone is a big commitment. It, it just, yeah. Because well, you know we all sit in meetings, and especially now during COVID, we're always on a Zoom yeah. meeting, or you know, there's a meeting for this and a meeting for that. And, and and you're right, some people might only be in one or two of those, but most of us are in every one of them. And I hate weekly meetings. I yeah. hate meetings full stop. Yeah. I think they're the biggest waste of time yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, Oh, look, I, I was really lucky. I used to sit on a committee. Um, it was the Blue Cat Committee up at Kennewindra, and it was run. Uh, the president back then was David uh, Ballin. Yep. And you know, I learned so much from him because his meetings were short. Um, it was short once a month. And sweet. If it went for an hour, that was a long meeting because yep. he knew how to run a meeting. Yep. People just let it go a bit yep. loose. And um, I think that's where people get annoyed yeah. with it. And I think we're seeing that more and more in our community. I mean, we know how long the council meetings run. They're too long. What people waste, tune in. Honestly, how much do they have to discuss that it takes all day? It's Let's cut much. it back. Yeah, and people need to have um, a couple of minutes to speak and raise their point yep. and then, then pass it to a vote and then move on to the next topic. Do you think we should be running some, uh, maybe some courses um, on, you know, people leading these meetings on how to run a meeting? And, no, and I don't think so. I think it's just common courtesy to come prepared with it, just a few minutes and, and, and get your point across as quickly as possible and then move on. I, I think people these days can drag on the topic far too long and, and I think the beauty of service clubs is about serving the community. It's not about having your voice heard. It's not about making history. It's about giving back to your community. And that should be what it's about. The meetings, 
the meetings could be, I think the meetings need to be combined with a service activity or with something um, that's, that's doing, not so much talking. I think a lot of young men especially would feel more comfortable going to a meeting or gathering where they're also doing. I think that's why men's sheds are so productive yeah. and popular. And I think that's why QCWA, um, even though they are asking for more members, I think when they meet, they do craft, they do things with their hands, they talk, they discuss. They bake. And they bake. And I think that's what more service clubs and organisations need to look at. Doing something productive so that people leave the meeting going, yes, we achieved that. We've ticked that off the bucket list. Instead of going home going, there's seven more issues that have been raised that we didn't find conclusions to. Yes. Yep. So, look, I guess we've got our service groups, we've got our community groups, then we've also got groups that run festivals as well. Yeah, and I take my hat off to them. But the Bacon Festival must take easily 12 months to organise for the next year. Well, you know, um, it, there'd be so much to figure out and so many things to think of ahead of time. And, you know, that's, you know, it's a, it's a big festival. You know, we've got Gamery Pumpkin Festival, we've got Avocado, Blackbutt Avocado Festival. And, you know, these things all come up, you know, over the last few podcasts as well, whether it's in tourism um, and that sort of stuff. I think... Do we need funding? And look, and I, and I hate to, to, to bring this up, and uh, do we need to find funding or, you know, I don't know whether it's a state government thing, but funding so these organisations can have a part-time person employed to do all that background boring stuff, the paperwork, chasing up, you know, uh, I guess, you know, council for approvals, police for approval, just so all that crappy stuff's put aside and they can actually do what they do best by serving the community. Potentially, Damo, I think it all comes down to delegation. And I think some service clubs, at least from what I've seen over my two years of being a journalist and interviewing service clubs, they're very hesitant to delegate bigger roles to younger people. I think it's all about delegating and, and giving each member a responsibility or a task that they can see as their baby and can take on. Um, I think a lot of service groups need to delegate um, a younger member to be in charge of um, social media it's and creating content because huge. there's so many service clubs that are doing such great things no one but knows unfortunately no one's not finding out about it because they don't have a Facebook page and the older members aren't confident to use Facebook or Instagram or YouTube and what have you. I think embrace your younger generation members, give them tasks, give them something to be proud of. Don't let them just be another number putting their hand up, voting for things at meetings. Give them a task that they can be proud of. Um, you know, so many, so many young people say to me, look, I tried to join this group or that group, or I tried to get involved with this service club, but I just felt like another cog in the wheel. I didn't feel like my opinions or ideas were very valued, so I stopped attending. So I think some of these older members might need to take Mary Shaw's advice and start looking at stepping back and letting the next generation come forward and, and take pride in what they are delivering to the service. To, delivering their service to the community. I think as far as funding goes, I, I'm not sure. I think at the moment in today's economy, you're flat out, you know, getting getting necessity things funded. I, I don't know. I think that's, um, that, that, that's not always necessary. It's not always necessary to have the funding to deliver great things to the community. Yep. Some projects can be, um, you know, 
little to no funding at all. Look at um, what Shelley Hayden, Hayden from Centre Care is achieving with her um, Unsocial Butterfly project. That literally is the cost of um, some paper yeah. from the dollar store. You can just use so what full can paper. So can you just a She's, quick rundown um, on that? So yeah, Shelley um, and her team at Centre Care are creating a um, big um, art installation in the mall called the Unsocial Butterfly Project, where they're asking people to create um, origami butterflies for them, and they'll they will install it um, in a beautiful big art display at the Kingaroy Shopping Mall um, at the um, Travelators. Yes, um, it's going to look amazing. But Shelley still needs about eighteen hundred origami butterflies to make it a success. Okay. So I mean this is an initiative and this is a great project to encourage people from all ages to get involved with helping their community um, just by simply creating some paper butterflies. I mean that's that's not a very costly thing at all but Shelley's um, taken it on and I mean it is part of her job at Centre Care as the, as the neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, and, and we will put a link uh, in our socials uh, yeah. to that so uh, yeah. they can get in contact with yeah, Shelley. Yeah, you can, you can take the butterflies into Senecare up until the end of September. Okay, so that's cool. So, and obviously, hopefully, uh, there's a... Uh, there's a tutorial in the paper too. Thank you. I was going to say, yeah. is there a tutorial? Yes, yes. Um, we'll otherwise, tutorial my butterfly will look like a spitball. Me, me uh, too. <laughs> me too, Dana. Absolutely. So we're talking about the younger generation, and, and when we're talking younger generation, are we talking, you know, is, is there opportunity, um, is there so opportunity much. for, you know, so uh, our teenagers and then so our, our, our young adults, you know, and when I say young adults, our 17 to 25 year olds, and then, oh, am I middle aged now? Here we go. No. <laughs> and the middle aged uh, type yeah. bracket as well. And on top of that, do we need more females? putting their hand up to run these organisations? Or is it that way already? Uh, is it is it more female-led type thing? I actually think the South Burner is very, um, is led by lots of great strong females. Yep. Um, so I don't really think it's it's a, um, a gender or, or a sex thing. I think my generation, so I'm 24, so my generation would be people from late teens to maybe early 30s. They just need to get stuck in. Don't be shy of joining a club. If you think there's a club out there that that's of interest to you, just attend. Don't be. Don't. I think my generation can get a little shy about face-to-face -face interaction. Sometimes we're so prone to like sending a message on Facebook or texting someone rather than calling or seeing them face-to-face. Yeah. -face. But I think it's it's going to be a real shame in ten years' time if more people from my generation don't just step up and get involved because all of these service clubs and organisations will cease to exist because they just simply won't have the new members to carry it along. So yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, boy, girl, um, yeah, woman, man, whatever your background, um, just get, just put your hand up for something. It might only be small like the Social Butterfly Project, but you'll feel so much better for having put your hand up for something small in the community and saying, I helped with that. I helped produce that or I supported that in my own little way, you know. Um, and there's so many, like there's, there's a club and an organisation out there for just about everything. There is. Yeah, in our community. You only have to scratch the service and you start finding that there's, there's a Pokemon club. There's a Pokemon card club in town. Are you serious? Yep, there's, there's, um, there's a, a land gaming club. Um, I probably said that wrong. 
LAN, LAN, where LAN. you come with your computers yes. and have like computer, oh, LAN, LAN, yeah, yeah, LAN groups. There's there's literally a club for everything. And if there isn't one, start it. What's to stop you from starting yeah. that? And you don't have to become an incorporated body or anything no. like that. You know, no. it's just a, it could be just a matter of coming together. And you know what? And then when these people have come together, then you've got the opportunity as that community group or that club to come to the bigger organisations like your festivals mm -hmm. and that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Hey, we've got 10, 15 people exactly. here. Yeah. We can help. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. It's not until you actually really get into the, the, the guts of one of those things. And yes, it's very hectic and it's stressful. And you know, you, you do, and then you get to the last day and you're packing up yeah. and you sit there and reflect and you get this tingle. It feels so good. And this good. tingle goes yeah. from your toes and it works its way up the back yeah. and it hits you in the eyes and yeah. your eyes start leaking and your nose starts <laughs> running. And you go, look what we've just achieved here. Yeah. You know, and it, you go, you know, we've brought this together as 100%. volunteers yeah. and, and we, it's not about you, it's no. about what we've put on for the community. Yeah. We've put a smile on someone's face. We've, we've put an extra $10,000 into a coffee shop yeah. for a week. We've, yeah. you know, we- 100% Damon, that's and, and, so true. And, and this is yeah. where, I guess people always rely on councils to make things happen. Councils can't do a thing anymore, especially with the new system they work under Balcara, their hands are tied. Councillors can only put their hand up and vote. The council as yeah. a business, they can do very little because they're yeah. so restricted. It's community groups, yeah. it's business groups yeah. that will make yeah. things happen from now on. I mean, just look at Bacon Fest. That was literally the brainchild of one amazing woman. Yeah. And now it's it brings people from all over Australia. Yeah. I mean, it's it don't, don't sit back on your haunches and wait for someone else to do something. You you have the initiative to, to make start making something happen. Blackbutt Avocado Festival, yeah. they get thousands of people there. Mm. It's huge, yeah. you know. And um, also, uh, Gamery Pumpkin Festival has been going for 12 years, wow. I think. Okay. You know, they get 25,000 people there yeah. every single yeah. year. And that was probably the brainchild of one passionate community person yeah. who loves their avos and wants the world to know it. And, and that's how it's grown. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's what we need to look at. Yeah. So look, has, you know, during your research during this, has restrictions, as in, you know, uh, gatherings and, and COVID, uh, has it made it harder for these groups no, to achieve I mean, in achieve some ways, things? definitely. In some ways Obviously, definitely. there's no festivals going on or there's, yeah. you know, community groups yeah. can't hold fundraising, yeah. that sort of stuff. But I think I've attended more Zoom meetings and gotten involved in more club activities and group things in the last 12 months than I have ever before because how easy is it to just log onto a computer and join a Zoom? Yep. I mean, anyone can do it from And you can anywhere. turn the camera off and you don't have to be seen. You yep. can be cooking dinner yep. or having a yep. shower. Exactly. I was in one the other day um, and I won't mention which one it was. It was in the morning and I was busy. So I just had the camera off yep. and just listened to it while I had yep. a shower, just you know, washing my hair. Yeah. It was so much hair to wash. I know, right. <laughs> You're still involved. Yeah. You are still involved. Exactly. And, and this is what the involvement about because you start to learn stuff about your community mm -hmm. you learn about other people you start networking yeah. if you're out of a job at the moment that networking then turns into yeah. ability to find a, a position yeah. all this knowledge yeah. because you could become 
something huge with that knowledge and then who knows you know you you sit on a board then you start being a chairman of a board and it, it just it's, it expands so much yeah. knowledge is so powerful yeah. in this day and age and it can all come from just networking in community groups. And I think that's what's so important about what the next generation needs to remember is that being involved in, and leading a community group or service organisation, that's what it's all about. It, it, at the end of the day, you need to humble yourself and remember that it's about serving the community and giving back. It's not about having, you know, having the final say. Yeah, or, or, or a title. Yeah, or a title or having the majority vote or being, having a better idea than someone else. At the end of the day, it's simply about providing a service or an event or, or just an art piece to the community, like the unsocial butterflies. Yeah. It's, it's not about sort of leaving a, a legacy as such. It's about humbling yourself and giving back to the community. I think some, from what I've seen the last few months, some groups just need to sort of slow down and remember why they joined that group in the first place um, or why that group was started in the first place. But you also mentioned David Ballin and um, when I was in high school at Kingroy State High School we had Active Citizens which was a fantastic way to get young people involved in clubs for the first time and to see how a meeting is held and to see how they can better the community. Unfortunately it's not run anymore but I think more teenagers um, should get a taste of what being in an organisation is like from from yeah grade eight onwards and i was on some committees where those students attended yep. those meetings yep. uh, all those community groups and are now running their own um brilliant uh i guess projects in, in our community so they got a taste of it from a young age they, they learned how to run a meeting um hopefully more david Ballin's quick sweet stuff yes um not so long and drawn out like some organizations he was a very do good delegator. like to do good yeah very he's good, a good delegator. delegate so i mean yes you can you can say what you like about, you know, my generation and, and people younger than me, but I think if there's the opportunity for them to do something for their community and they're welcomed with open arms, I think you can be surprised by what they'll want to do. I know there's a lot of lot of people that would probably rather go home and just chill out to some Netflix and think about going to a meeting, but I think you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt because there are a lot of young people out there wanting to meet other people and get out of the house and do something for someone else because the feeling you get after attending a meeting or an event or you know what have you it's so good you feel so good yeah I think that is our solution moving forward let's get the younger generation let's get yeah let's embrace them and I know they are out there I know they do want to do it and they want to be part of it so let's get them in let's let's I guess mentor them. Let's yeah. take let's take them under our, our, our arm. My advice to clubs would be brainstorm some kooky different ways that you can entice more young people to give your club or group or organisation a crack. Maybe it could be um, a mixer event at the pub, or know? a picnic, or just think outside the box. Food is the key every yeah. every meeting i hold 100%. is either at a coffee co- shop yeah. or a pub yeah everyone enjoys a beer or a lime and soda that yeah. it doesn't matter chuck on some t- i know it's hard to share food at the moment but you know come together with that sort of staff yeah and people will attend yeah. demo if there's cheese and wine there i'll be there with bells on i'll be there i'll be there from start to finish if, if there's a, a feather and uh a spinach pie i'll be yeah. there as well me too <laughs> 
Absolutely. Kate, look, so much for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having it me, is, It is really important. We will put links uh, in uh, our socials uh, to the Social Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unsocial Butterfly. Unsocial Butterfly uh, project. Sorry. Thanks and to Centre Care. Yeah, thanks to Centre Care. And I think it'll be, I can't wait to see it. That That is going to be amazing. It's going to look insane. But we really need as many butterflies as possible. So if you've got time to make some butterflies, go down and get some origami paper. It just has to be square, any size, any colour. And then get your butterflies into the Centre Care office by the end of the month. Mate, thanks so much for your time. No worries. Thanks, Damo. Be sure to subscribe and stay up to date with everything that's happening in the show. When travelling through the region, we choose to drive with our partner, Bill Hole Car Centre, your local Subaru and Mazda dealer. This is the Martu Review.